0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and we are all size queens. And my name's James, and I'm president of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Sissy That Pod. We are at RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast, and today we are discussing season 13, Unlucky for Some, episode 13, Unlucky for Olivia Lux of Drag Race US.
0: Aw, waving goodbye to the bouncy haired bombshell. Uh Do you know what I actually (laughs) realised when
1: I was watching her depart from Untucked? The small bag narrative petered out.
0: I'm glad that that small bag narrative petered out. Um, I think that she was the only one interested in maintaining that small bag narrative.
1: I, I like how how actually I I started off as the Olivia Luxator, but you have ended up as the Olivia
0: Luxator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not living for no. the looks <laughs> there we.
1: well Olivia's looks ran out and she was kicked off this week's episode we chat through the whole episode the acting challenge Henley I shrunk the kids Rosé's third win all that sort of stuff with the wonderful Chris McNaughton who you might know from YouTube from being an international strong man for just being a sort of sage wise voice out there in the queer community
0: E- even e- even his strongman abilities couldn't lift this episode. Okay, on to the show.
1: <laughs> Chris McNaughton, Big Bear, you're a strongman. Do you have strong opinions on season 13 of Drag Race? I
2: definitely do. I've, I've been a, a huge Drag Race fan <laughs> for the last 3, 4 years.
1: And how does season 13 compare for you? Like, the, a lot of the conversation has been, it's not as good as UK. Are you enjoying it? Mm. Mm.
2: I think, mm. see,
0: every... Shade rattle.
2: Every time a season comes out, I think, like, for me anyway, um, I, I, when I was catching up with RuPaul's because it was a latecomer, I, like, um, binge-watched, like, probably the first 8 or 10 series. Um, so for me uh, I, I always find at the start of the series it takes you a while to get into it because you're yeah. always comparing from the series before mm. so yeah. um, it just takes a wee while to get like to get into it and to like uh, let the characters grow on you and stuff but this season from the get go I was a wee bit like there was just nobody who walked in and took over the room type of thing where like I've seen that in series before um, you know, where you just get like, you know, Eureka and Bob's Drag Queen and stuff. And like, it's just like, he's, there's nobody who's really standing out in the first even four or five weeks. Um, and I, I don't think that's fucking changed <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I, <laughs> you. I just think that like everybody's, what we're, you know, who we've got left now. I just sort of feel that like, you know, there's, it's, I suppose it's good coming into, you know, the final is that, you know, everybody is quite in an even playing field, like, you know, like, everybody's, Mm -hmm. like, there's nobody who's overpowering or overshadowing the whole thing, like, you know, and everybody seems to be, you know, on the same playing field.
0: Yeah, you're right about that, no one walked in this season and you were just like, oh my god, that's the one that you watched all season.
1: So this week, uh, they have to act in Henny. I shrunk the kids. And then Rue comes out to obviously tell them all about that. And regarding what Rue was wearing, I must ask you a question why? <laughs> why, 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 why? What's going on?
0: I loved it. I thought Rue looked great. I like the like velvet suit and the like the the like I don't know the stache bow tie thing. And the, I, thought, I that was...
1: thought it was real sort of pirates of Penzance Rue. I just didn't know what was going on. I was like, he's gone really left field with a few of those walkthroughs. And look, it's good to change it up. I suppose we had that trademark Spike Lee beanie a few weeks ago. Yeah. Now we have the now we have the moustache. I was like, I just thought it looked weird. Yeah.
2: I think I think when you get and. Um, to level of celebrity, or you get to a level of whatever, you can get away with wearing whatever the hell you want and just being mm-hmm. like, "I'm RuPaul, this is okay." Do you, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you could just get away yeah. with it. You know, it's like the Lady Gaga thing. would not matter what you have on. It's like, oh, that's amazing because Lady Gaga's wearing it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but um, tash, you ever love a tash or You don't love a Tash like It's as simple <laughs> as that, right? But I've never been a lover of Tashes. Like you know, for me, it's just a bit like. Yeah. Mm.
1: Uh, so, they're, 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 were these characters actually based on a TV show or something? Because there was a lot of reference to be like, oh, these characters are really familiar and you'll all know them. I didn't necessarily get them. They just seem like the generic characters we have and all these acting challenges.
2: I, I assumed that they were based on previous queens. Yeah. That's why I, I didn't pick up on who, but like I thought that when they were reading that, they were like, oh, it's
0: obviously this is based on. I thought they meant previous queens. I thought that as well, but then I couldn't figure out who it was because there was. They made a big deal out of that whole like, "Oh, I know, I recognise this. I know who this is." But then there was no like clues or catchphrases. There was no sort of it was all. It was it was left kind of just hanging there and I was trying to figure it out. But yeah, I was trying to figure out. But if it was, like, was was like,
1: Dominique Monique? But she didn't feel like Monique art at all. You know, and like Chardonnay, the obvious pun for that would have been Rose, but Rose wasn't whiny, so I don't know. It was strange.
2: Rose was Rose was given off a few lines um which looked like they were referencing somebody. And then there was who was it? Was it Simone that said or? Uh, when they did that, look over there.
0: Oh, did the 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 Jade Essence Hall look over there, bit? Yeah. yeah,
2: that was in it. And then there was, uh, Rosé definitely. What was it she said when she was climbing that fucking lead? She definitely said something. And it was I thought that that was referenced somebody, but I still didn't pick up as, as to who. Yeah, but, uh, it was made, confusing made a lot.
1: Yeah. So um, so Candy played Dominique, who is like the the mean villain who. I don't know was that Valentina I don't know who knows uh, Margarita was was Samoa and Brandy was played by Rosé got Mick played Chardonnay and when I first heard that Chardonnay was the whiny green, I was like that role never goes down well in this show because you can't really take it too far so God actually managed to do it decently and then finally Ginger Ale who was the dumb one was played by Olivia whose performance really got under my skin but before we got into the actual performances they get a lovely chat with the radiant Scarlett Johansson and her hot SNL husband yeah
0: I know. I we I actually so this morning when I saw that I put up a little um a little poll on Instagram to ask who you'd rather get acting advice from Anne Hathaway or Scarlett Johansson, and poor Scarlett Johansson is getting. Trashed. No. Yeah, I voted one wants, for Scarlett no one wants I Scarlett Johansson would... everyone wants uh, uh, three quarters of the people who've responded want their acting advice from Anne Hathaway and I guess she is a fucking Oscar winner so hmm. that does make sense and if you want to be playing a small drag queen you, you probably want someone who's acted alongside Meryl Streep giving you the advice um like, I, I think that they've done a nice job because even when they had... Who was it they had on, on the UK? Uh, the one who appeared... Like, Natalie Cassidy. Like, I actually feel oh, like yeah. they've, they've done a good job in making those feel special because they're mm-hmm. obviously... They're they're restricted in being able to have people in. Um, and mm-hmm. I liked that. Like, you know, she came in and you could tell she's such a fan. And, like, it's just... Like, re- people who really appreciate the work each other does. I I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that little bit. um But I, I don't think her acting advice was maybe as... Sage as Anne Hathaway's
1: but also like they're going to ask questions that they hadn't already asked Anne Hathaway for the same series I suppose so it was a bit different but yeah I know I'd rather go for a, a drink with Anne I'd rather get, get by some Scarlet just myself now. what about you Chris because um, I'm a Avengers fan mm-hmm. um,
2: it would have and to sway Scarlet. it would have to sway with Scarlet like um, mm. yeah definitely yeah, just to I'm get getting- the go- just to get the goss on all those <laughs> <laughs>
1: so oh, I'm them- fine with the acting, Scarlet. <laughs> They're like, like fuck the
2: acting, Scarlet. I'm going out this week anyway. Tell me all about the Avengers, are you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I did like candies shout out to her forever fallen angel joey j when <laughs> when rose put on their their butch hair yeah. um we did a poll on the Instagram page last week, didn't we on which queen was had been the most yeah. forgotten.
0: We, we we asked people what had been the most sort of uh, which queen from this season because it had been like we've been hearing so much about like how long this season has been and who had made the like la- 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 lasting impression and it was Joey J and Lala Ree were the two that, that sort of were constantly coming back hmm. G- could do you which who Chris do you thinking back over the season who do you go oh wait was that person on this season
2: RuPaul's America lasts so long that like you do you know sort of forget the initial queens like which is shit for them like yeah um sort of getting towards the end because like i actually like got a like um an image of all the queens like for this podcast in case you started talking about something that i couldn't fucking remember <laughs> <laughs> when it came up i was like who the fuck are all this lot but like lala <laughs> <laughs> la- 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 like lala la- i fought I I expect it more, but I there was I actually did like really like her like like I yeah. didn't want to see her go just yet like I I, I, I found her like like good but like funny like we're even trying to be funny do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and um, but uh, Kamora Hall like I, I I don't even remember fucking seeing her on the series like I don't even <laughs> know who the fuck she is maybe it's just this image or something like but it was my,
0: <laughs> but no it is but it is funny because I suppose the like if you think the queens in though know, that first sort of quarter of the season, just they they have to make a massive impression. Like they have to be like Miss Vanjie and, and make that like huge or like even Cynthia Lee Fontaine and make that huge explosive kind of impact for you really to remember them kind of beyond beyond their season. And I don't think we got anyone like no one in the Pork top Landing Bay. Really did that this year There isn't any Kind of super That's the thing Is there any super memorable Quotes from this season Like I can't think Of a single like Because like We had the look over there From last I season. said what I said From Tamisha Iman uh, And the lady said Go home I mean maybe mm-hmm. they're all Just Tamisha Iman's quotes
1: Yeah the whole sort of narrative in this episode it seems to be around Simone and the inner saboteur and she's crying because of, she doesn't want her narrative to be that she fails the last minute and she's annoyed that she didn't get the role of Dominique and it's kind of like a narrative that doesn't really fulfil itself because she ends up doing well so mm. it, I don't know, it kind of felt a bit strange.
2: I, I thought I thought, a hundred, I thought going into this week I think with the uh, think last week I sort of felt that they both should have won. You know what I mean? I just yeah. I sort of felt that they were hard to uh, judge the difference in. You know, I just thought that they're probably both should go. Um, and then with the way the episode started this week, I was like, oh well, Flippin' Simone's definitely going this week. Like you know the way it was going, but like she did really well. Like like she like yeah. in, the, in the trial, and I thought her runway look was the best. Yeah, I for me, this. for me anyway. I thought it was class. Like the amount of time. Excuse the pun. That must have went into that watch dress, like, and you know the the work that went into it. I thought was class, like, you know. But she done like really well. But it definitely looked like it was building up to that being her last episode, like. But
0: yeah, wasn't... it it really felt that like, way. I. So I was trying to think about this because I think that this this episode felt to me like there was too much time in it or something. Like it felt like it was very. And I was wondering if that normally or a lot of times the like top four or top five is like a a, a ball challenge where you have like they're making all the looks and stuff, and there's like a big long runway or whatever it is, and it's and it I think it takes like that. You're. It's a real frantic. There's lots of energy. There's lots of stuff filled. Whereas this, with this, just with the acting challenge and the runway, they just. It felt like there was a bit of filler left in there. Mm. For us there's to, no there's to watch.
2: no mini challenge this week, Ivers. So
0: yeah, there would have been better yeah. to have a mini challenge and, and like take a bit of time because it like some of the rehearsal stuff and then like it felt like they had to create that whole thing with Simone, which wasn't going to come to fruition in order to fill some time. But because I, I actually. On top of that, I actually think that this was probably one of the most entertaining of the little fill, like the little acting challenges when you actually see the final product. I think it was probably one of the most entertaining of the acting challenges that we've had on Drag Race.
1: Yeah, it did sort of feel like a filler challenge though because we've had both an acting challenge and an improv challenge already so we're like oh here's here's another acting challenge that wasn't different but yeah it actually was quite fun when we talk about some of the performances in it um, when you watched it it was kind of other than Olivia Olivia seemed to be like a standout (laughs) turkey but the rest it was kind of hard to pick who's the best who stood out for you James
0: um, I, I really think Gottmik stood out for me Like I think that Every really? every week Gottmik is And I think that Gottmik was robbed In the roast challenge Last week as well I thought that her Her set was the funniest And her set was The The, 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 the like most Kind of Like it felt like a whole Routine whatever And I just thought like The physical comedy When she was like having Like she took She didn't care about Taking the piss out of herself When she was having that Like massive cat paw Banged on top of her She was getting into it She was doing great With the facial expressions And the sneeze And then delivering Like I just thought That she was The Her performance Was the the most consistent And the most funny And like the most Sort of entertaining Character as well And I think she had The most entertaining bit Because she got that Like weird bit Where the huge big cat paw Was Smashed down on top of her. (laughs) Yeah,
2: no, Gottmik for me, I think stood out quite a bit. I would probably say like, um, overall was, was my favourite. I think done the best, but like Got um, no, she, I think she definitely did well, but when it, when it comes to like, as you were saying about Olivia, like it's just, feels the same, you know, in this Mm -hmm. acting challenge as you've been before and before. And that, you know, that, that smile is awesome, like. But there's only so much you can yeah. fucking see it, yeah. know, staring at you and smiling <laughs> at you, like you know. Um, yeah. It was just no different than before, like. But Got Mick or Rosie, I think they're hard to sort of split in it. Both of them, I think, did really well. And with the, I think Got Mick had the more comical moments in it. You know, as you say, with with a cat paw and that, and like she went for it and had a laugh with it and like, you know, took the piss out of it, which was good. Like, um, but you know. The 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 flop for me like I was massively disappointed with Candy like yeah. massively it, disappointed. I actually didn't
1: think Candy did too too badly personally like okay I thought Olivia was was shockingly bad like she does that sort of voice where people are like not using their own voice when they're acting and they're like oh look over there there's a cat and you're like no I just was rolling my eyes every time she had dialogue unfortunately <laughs> um, I actually found Got Mick and Candy were kind of in a similar category for me where I kind of liked them but they didn't get a whole amount of time I bought her sort of Bond villain style like when she did that bit where she walked out of the work room and she was like <laughs> walked away I just didn't get to see enough of her so I I I did sort of feel it was it was like one iteration away from the normal character we get and I agree with the judges it wasn't far enough but I actually thought she was okay and like that Mick was great but didn't see enough of her so for me Rosé would have been definitely my winner
2: I think that the how I sort of felt with Candy was like they said during it um, that all the roles is sort of the same amount of time, but it didn't feel like that like Candy's no. was the same mm-hmm. amount of time. It just felt that she was yeah. in and out a wee bit, um, and then as well, the other four were in like a group together, like yeah. you know, but uh, sort of bantering off each other. other but she yeah. was like separate to the even though she was in the same scene, but she just was separate, like like to the group, which is. I suppose it's difficult too, but I definitely didn't feel that that um, she had the same amount of time she might have done. Like, but I don't. Yeah, f- it doesn't feel that she had the same amount of time and lines and opportunities as what um, the other yeah. girls had.
0: Her character is there to set up the the drama. And then comes in at the end for the drama to be resolved. So, so her like you really would need to like steal the show in order to to be the standout as that character because you're not there for the bit and you don't have like any of the fun kind of props or whatever to, to play with. Like the, you know, you you you're relying purely on just kind of your delivery of the lines you're not going to get to climb up a, a rope or you know do any of the messing with the the big makeup or have a look at Michelle Visage stealing stuff um, but yeah no I, I I liked her Bonville and delivery and I actually thought it was like I, I I think that Candy was in the bottom because they had to have a bottom too whereas in reality there, there was really only like in a way they could have just been like you know congratulations everyone, but Olivia, you're going home tonight, we don't need to lip sync for your life, you know, like, I, I, they could have just, they could have done that, but obviously that's not how the show works. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, you would see, like, in isolation, if there had been 14 queens there, or, or four, you'd see Olivia's and be like, okay, well that, that's in the bottom, whereas, you'd look at Kenny's, be like, okay, that's safe to good, but of course it was the worst, whatever of the other Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a shame. And, in terms of like the gags I thought there was some really sort of fun jokes in there seeing Ben de la Creme's whited out lipstick yeah. in the background then bouncing they were like thank god India Farrah's breastplate is here like I thought it was quite good when it's self-referential mm-hmm. like that
0: yeah I, I really enjoy when they do little things like that little nods to the, the kind of the controversies of the past I loved seeing the Dela lip sync in the background I actually mm. really enjoyed when Michelle came in as well Um mm. And, and I thought, I thought that she was like, she was, she actually was probably my favorite in the piece. It was either Michelle (laughs) or the cat. (laughs) Before we go to the runway, I want to talk about a really important, and I'm glad that they've, they've kind of gone back to it a couple of times, but in the like little mirror moment piece, first of all, I actually felt like I related really strongly to Simone and that sort of feeling of setting a high standard for yourself and needing to to try and live up to it just i felt sorry for because you could see this coming through because she come in and was so so strong at the beginning of the season and has been having that kind of like up and down journey in in the last while and to feel that that pressure is coming from from herself is very sad but the the the, the situation with uh representation like and that they went back and talked about and got mick talking about the fact that seeing a a she said what was it like um Within the trans community, you're either supposed to be a Barbie or a Ken and that like growing up as a trans guy, seeing these sort of super highly masculine versions of trans men and that being the only acceptable version of it made it very hard. And I think that we're all we all kind of experience that to an extent, like we all look for ourselves represented and don't kind of always see it you know and then it makes it harder to, to accept yourself and I thought that was really great to have them all talk about that
1: yeah I kind of thought they'd already had that conversation to be honest well <laughs> I, <skipped it> first. <laughs> I was like oh this again okay yeah.
2: <laughs> I, th- I think I think it's good to have like you know a lot of the time murder time whatever you call it they have when they're putting their makeup and stuff on you know sometimes it's, it's too overly filled with the sad stories if you know what I mean yeah and like even though it was a meaningful conversation it was an educational conversation, and like I think that that's massively important that they, they they try to get that education across on RuPaul's Drag Race because RuPaul's Drag Race now is being watched by a lot of the straight community and by a lot of straight men. Like a lot of my friends who are straight are being not forced, but they're RuPaul's Drag Race is becoming their TV when they're with their girlfriends or their wives or their partners and stuff, and it's like. It's reaching out and subtly educating people who are watching the show. Even even like, you know, for myself, like I, I only came out four years ago and, and only even th- became a part of the community and started to learn and stuff and um there was probably a lot of a pressure on myself when I came out to I I think there was a lot of pressure, especially with media and stuff like that, um, to try and help how would they put it across? Like um, burn stereotypes and stuff. Yeah. Um, which initially at the start, I was like, right, okay, I, I can understand that you want to show um, different sides of being gay, but then I like sort of like took a big step back from that and was like, this needs to be done in the right way because I don't want to be like coming across like there's anything wrong with stereotypical gay people, that there's anything you know that, that 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 you're making it too big a thing about. You know, being a, a different type of a gay guy, so like, it, it, Whenever I got asked to do stuff like that in the media, it was very important to me that you know that all, you know, aspects of being gay and the different type of gay people is put across in a positive way, and that yeah. I'm not, you know, not standing forward and coming forward in the media and being like, you know, you don't have to be feminine to be gay type of thing. You know, you, you don't want to look at it in a negative way at all because that is something I would totally be against. Um, it's actually something that I um, I was talking to the, the, the directors of RuPaul Drag Race UK and, you know, I said to them, like, I want to be a guest judge in, in RuPaul's Drag Race UK because I feel having, a you know, an international strongman competitor and somebody like myself on the panel of RuPaul's UK, I think that's good because it, it shows many different people that, you know, totally different types of people that are, love the show and are into drag and uh, you know respect drag and appreciate drag um so it's good to, to, to have like them them conversations where it helps to educate people sitting at home we literally don't have a fucking clue yeah
1: yeah that's a makeover challenge in the making right you know <laughs> making over <laughs> strongman competitors
0: <laughs> i i i I could see you. I think that you would look look entirely dissimilar to Candy Muse and drag. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I, mean, I look like Tina Burner, but you know that's a whole other thing.
2: <laughs> I I, uh, I shaved my beard there about uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then. Put a story up on my Instagram, and I had like at least half a dozen drag queens message me. Oh my god, you got rid of your beard now? Can I do you up and drag? It's a hundred percent. Like I want to do it. Like like it's a hundred percent. I want to know what I look like. Like, but I want it to be like I just don't want makeup slapped on me. Like, I want the full fucking works. I want outfit, heels, like everything all put together so I can see exactly what I look I like. I think but.
0: I can see a a Pride Drag Strongman competition. Although mm. you probably would need to. let, I don't know how safe it would be to be lifting those weights in heels. <laughs> <laughs>
2: RuPaul's <laughs> the uh, problem of wide shoulders would be going absolutely nuts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how the fuck do I go down or and not look muscular
1: <laughs> or badly like, yeah, you, you know? have to pull a double lecker bus full of twinks like Shirley at the window <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> as some of you know by now that Pod is part of the head stuff podcast network which is home to loads of wonderful podcasts for all types of persuasions and it also gives you the option to support your podcast on head stuff plus where you can support podcasts like Pod for five euro a month in exchange for some glorious bonus content what went up on the feed this week james
0: people can expect something absolutely wonderful it is the the the, the meeting of minds that we've always wanted uh, we sat down with the guys from i know that face podcast which which is a character actor um, Recap Not a recap I don't know exactly you know they're a character actor They, they look critique, through the yeah. Critique Critique of, of a character actor's contribution uh, And we talked about The silver screen outings Of one RuPaul Andre Charles I was mm. going to say the highs and the lows But really The highs were Mm, you know, not all that high, and the lows were, you know, Grand Canyon. Um, but we got into we got into all of the all of the the, the RuPaul's mainly '90s offerings. There was a, a good hearty discussion about flatulence in the um, the Star Booty movie, uh, and of course, talking about um, the the wonderful performances. The, being straight is great in in But Leader, but it was I thought it was really good fun. I enjoyed it, and I recommend you going to support it.
1: If you love a movie that's so bad, it's good. Then these are the sort of movies that you will enjoy us talking about. Um, so yeah, head over there. We'll have more bonus stuff for you over the next couple of weeks. We've been doing sort of small little mini interviews with some of our guests. So an episode like that will be up next week. But we'll tell you all about that next week. Uh, but for now, we're going to share with you some audio from one of our sister podcasts. It's called Fail Harder. It's by Emma-Jane Purcell. And she chats to people who have been... Abundantly successful about some of the times they failed and how that failure has informed their success. So let's have a clip.
0: Hello, I'm Emma Jane from Fail Harder, the podcast that chats to people at the top of their game about failure, from their first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. I have some unbelievable guests on the show like Paul Meskel, James Cavanagh, Georgina Campbell. The list just goes on. And of course, we'd be mad to take failure too seriously. So every week I have 20 questions in front of me, numbered at random. Most are straightforward. However, some are a little more unconventional. And in the spirit of failure, my guest can pick the numbers. They might not like the results, but life's not fair, and neither is my podcast. Uh,
1: let's run onto the runway, so the um, first up then was Simone with her denim pocket with her Hayley Williams hair. This was great, I think. I loved the big zipper Gorgeous. on it, and yeah, just pure class Simone.
0: Yeah. She was gorgeous. That Like, I loved it. it the, like, and, like, the big sort of 90s super wide-leg denim, like, trousers mm. that I remember, like, all my girlfriends wearing when it was, like, in the, like, late 90s. It, it just, like, it was so cool. I, I thought she looked yeah. amazing. And that's the best Fire Engine Red wig we've seen all season. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about saying something. Poor old Tina. <laughs> Did you like it, Chris? Yeah, no, I
2: think, I think Shimon, like, Rarely disappoints, but mm. she's one of these, you know, because she's nailed it week in, week out, week in, week out. There's always, you're always excited to see what's coming next, so there's more yeah. expectation. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I thought it was class looking this week.
1: Absolutely. Next up then was Olivia with her sort of grey silver iridescent pocket kind of. dress, yeah, um, and with the with the white hair, which was nice. I think she looked great, um, but it was didn't scream pocket enough. The judge just said.
2: I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it, I didn't see, see, to be honest, I didn't even know what the fuck Hot Pocket mean, I just heard them say pocket, and then I was like,
1: well that's what it was, yeah, it was, it was a pun on Hot Pocket, as in like Haute Pocket, Haute Haute Couture, but I I didn't, um,
2: um, compared to the other queens this week, like I just didn't, I just didn't see anything special about it you know it was nice it was dead on and all but it just mm-hmm. didn't everybody else has just sort of stood out so much more
1: yeah, yeah. I felt- olivia has like- had a tra- trajectory style-wise sorry a bit like tina burner which is kind of like she doesn't really veer too far off her staples yeah she's just like this is my staple with a big pocket
0: yeah mm. I-, I thought it would look quite basic like it was kind of just like a prom dress type thing i think they were right yeah it's like, that, went- it was, it was just like
1: yeah. a prom
2: dress it was just like a yeah yeah kind of it standard. wasn't yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Next up then was Rose with her nineteen sixties mod black and white uh, dress, which I thought was lovely. Um Modochrome. Yeah. She done yeah. a reveal as well, <laughs> didn't she?
0: You did, yeah, yes. with the, the yeah. into the kind of her, I loved it. I thought it looked so cool. I, yeah. I think that sixties style is really great. I loved the like high, the like real um like real high socks um and just the black and white and her hair looked amazing i I, honestly this is my favorite that rosé has looked all season why do we why do we
2: not see reveals as much now you know it used to be like a few series back like it was just reveal 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 and now it's like like apart from i think we've had two in this series of the american rupaul uk or rupaul like we've only had like two reveals
0: I think that people kind of. I think the people kind of got like because they were happening so much. I think that people sort of s- stopped doing them because it became kind of like it became very. I think that people now know if you're going to do a reveal, it has to be. A reveal that no one can see coming because you got to that point where you had people literally like walking out wrapped in a duvet and then like surprise. (laughs) I'm actually like it it needs to be a surprise if it's if it's a reveal Um, and if you're not going to do it well, it's going to stand out badly. Which is I think why maybe you see maybe not so maybe not quite as few many less, but you definitely see less like death drops in lip sync performances now as well because they're so overdone that you know if you're going to do it, you need to do it really well. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Now talking about Slater, what people are wearing, Candy Muse looked like, you know, a a busy desk. <laughs> <laughs> just post- it crafting table, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With like, you know, phone chargers strewn across it and different post-its stuck places. Mm. So I was like, "What is this?"
2: I think you could tell when she initially came on, she wasn't confident. Like yeah. she, Candy comes out and her face just owns you like, you know, like she's She's one serious bitch, like, every time she comes out on stage. And, like, you just... You felt that she was sort of, like... Not intimidated, but just no confidence there. Um, and then whenever the judges was reading her, like, you know, like... The confidence definitely disappeared on her, like... But I, I didn't think it was, like... I, again, it's just... it's You know, I didn't think that... that that deserved the slate and that it got. Whenever she wore that fucking bloom thing there a few <laughs> weeks ago, like I was surprised that she got such a hard time about it because she got off so lightly before. But like, I did think it was it was just not candy. Like you know, yeah. even the wig, the wig and everything, just it looked like she borrowed it off an Our queen type of thing. It just didn't look like her at all. It didn't look like any of her previous stuff. It, it yeah. just didn't suit her drag at all. Like, and maybe that's why she didn't feel confident enough. Confident. That,
0: I, I felt like it sort of almost like it had kind of an Azure look to it. When I saw it first, I thought, oh, this is really unexpected and I quite liked it. But then as I looked at it, I kind of could see that it like I think Michelle and that they said on the panel that like it had been like it was kind of messy and like the hem wasn't even and there was bits. of So like on first impression, I really liked it. I, I thought it was very different for Candy. I thought it was a very different look overall for her. But then the more, like, I think it's exactly what you were saying, Chris, is that, like, there was just such a discomfort about the way she was on the stage that you felt kind of rolling off her. Um, So I was, I kind of then second-guessed myself and was like, well, maybe I don't like this.
1: It was kind of messy. And, like, I suppose it kind of was similar to... Simone's entrance look which was like a similar oh, set of, of yeah Polaroid photos it was kind of similar to that but it was a lot more messy Like mm-hmm. finally then it was got Mick with their trench coat uh, which opened up to be full of pockets and watches and then the dress itself was bejeweled with watches and stuff itself and it was a reference to Hercules
0: was it? Yeah uh, so I can't remember the reference, but I'm just like wowed. he
1: was like, "Do you want a pocket watch, something like that?
0: Do you want a sun tile?" Um, sun, like, yeah. I was I was so won over by it. I, I not even whatever everything that got me has done on the runway has been amazing, and this was no different. This was just phenomenal. Like honestly, that like dress with the watches was so beautiful, and then like to add the like coat on top of it, it was just I don't know. Like I could I could compliment for days it was just really and her face looked amazing and that like big black wig she just looked perfect
2: yeah for me it was my favorite in the one runway by far like you know like the work and the detail that went in to that dress like was was fierce and it it looked good as well like like that, that entire dress and below the coat that was just all made from chains and watches like the whole thing was covered like um, it must have weighed to fucking be a bit weight, you yeah. know. Like when you, when, you, when you add all that, because there was a lot of chains and shit in that area yeah. like, You know, them haters were under a bit of fucking pressure, like, But like, <laughs> yeah, and and look the part, like I thought she was stunning. And for me, it was like, you know, at that stage, seeing that dress and her performance in the in the in the, in the film, you know, I just thought, of surely she's the winner this week. Yeah,
0: mm. absolutely. That's what I was James,
1: are you seeing her as more of a contender now to win because you you were kind of didn't think she had it in her team, i so.
0: for yeah for a real long time i thought that like i kept on thinking that 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 she was going to be out 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 but the last couple of weeks like since snatch game that trajectory has just been up and now i would see rose and gottmick as the 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 two like the two contenders for it like i think that they are the two that could take it um, I think that Simone Candy are probably I don't think Command, I don't think Candy is a real contender for the crown at this age. I think that's like there's no way that that like that just wouldn't add up it'll depend on what the challenge is next week but I, I really feel strongly like Gottmik has as good a chance as Rosé if not better
2: I think I think Gottmik has, has you know has definitely justified winning and, and um, you know between her and Rose, it would definitely be my top two for winning. I think Candy has, but has just the way she's came across in the programme, it would remind me that, you know, those three could be top three, but it would remind me that the way Candy's always came across week in and out in the airtime and stuff, she's got just sort of been, I felt, set up as a winner. You know, that it looks like she could definitely be a potential winner, but I think Mac. maybe has just... I think that in the first few weeks she was really not comfortable there or confident there, but like that has yeah. totally changed. Like like she's really become comfortable, and it, it would be good for the show as well. Um, Haven't got Mac as a winner, you know, which is yeah. it is another big thing.
1: Yeah. On the topic of candy, in Untucked, she has has a fierce dramatic moment where she possibly isn't able to lip sync because her blood pressure is too high, and there's a medic, and there's there's just high drama. Uh, the first week I didn't was, get
0: to I didn't get to watch uh, oh. First week I forgot to watch Untucked Oh my god gonna, The drama The drama I was going to say The
1: most drama there's been Since the fight she had With Tamisha Iman <laughs> Yeah so basically She is like close to Having a panic attack And fainting And has to go outside To get the magic over to her To take her blood pressure she's sitting around And drink water And calm down And if she doesn't do it Quickly enough if you Basically If you don't calm down quickly You'll be kicked off So I mean That's really Counting to emotion, <laughs> really. <laughs> So yeah Very dramatic So uh, it kind of puts in context that lip sync kind of in a different way because you're like okay she was really so sort of struggling there but I do think one of my favourite things in the episode was the sort of pre-lip sync wink that Candy gave Olivia sort of oh like, I love you know, that we in this together but also but, you
0: know. we forgot you forgot to talk about the fact that they all had to say who they wanted oh, to yeah. send home and that like awkward like 30 seconds where of Olivia, of Olivia yeah. where Rue's like who do you want to send home and Olivia's like uh, can I just can I not answer the question? Like it was <laughs> it was it was really very awkward to watch. I the thought no, she actually wasn't one, going to answer.
2: The number one rule as well, surely like everybody knows now with drag queen, you don't mention yourself like like no, you it doesn't don't. go down well, it doesn't seem like you're being a fucking fair competitor. You know, the the queens who are in the competition with you don't like you for it, RuPaul doesn't like you for it, the producers definitely don't like you for it. Just don't fucking say yourself, you know, and that's the way she was, I think, initially going. But I guess that, you know, uh, she knew in her own head that time was up type of thing. And, you know, what a lot of people don't, when you see the show, we watch one episode a week you don't realise that the filming of that show is not one day's work a fucking week. You know, yeah. uh, reality TV is exhausting. Like, when we'd done MTV, it was the hardest, most stressful awful thing that I have ever been through and it was only three weeks and in that three weeks yeah. I lost three and a half fucking stone <laughs> <It> was,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you ever want to do weight loss if you ever want to lose weight go and do a reality TV show Perfect. It's just I, I, awesome. I wonder if I could
0: get onto Love Island
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> which reality TV show did you do? Um, me and my husband done MTV um, True Love True Lies with Maya Jama oh, cool. and uh, cool. Danny Dyer
1: Yeah, yeah. I I remember seeing it advertised years ago. But a brilliant
2: experience. But, like, it, it has, like, anytime you watch reality TV now, you're always watching it going. Oh, you just you can, you can tell what's going on too easily. Like, and it it has ruined a lot of reality. T- I haven't watched reality TV it
0: Probably gives you a great sympathy for the contestants as well because you're so aware of how long the days are and how like this came on top of like kind of the last like this. You're right. Like every day, like we're seeing an episode a week, but it's happening over the course of maybe two or three days. We're filming an episode, so the, the, the like level of exhaustion it just would like, and also they don't have the time to step out and reflect on what's going on around them because they're in it. So like Mm. Olivia, for example, would like potentially if she'd had the opportunity to step out and like think about things for a day or two would have realized oh wait this kind of like squeaky voiced girly girl character that i'm doing for everything isn't working out for me i need to to change it up whereas instead probably she was just like i need to just get my head down and just keep going and doing this but i do feel i got the sense from her that she sort of knew her time was up and was sort of okay with it
1: yeah i think so too Um, And she also gets a message from her parents, from her mum and her granny. And there's a whole story there about her granny who not said she wouldn't accept her in drag. So her appearing on the video was really emotional and stuff, and it was a nice catharsis for that, being, uh, that. I think meant that she was a piece of going home because you know she'd been accepted by her family and stuff. It was a bad a, a bad week to miss it, James. I'm afraid. Oh,
0: I got he missed all. Of, i got to have to go back and watch that now. I'm gonna have to watch all yeah. of that now. Well,
1: the, this week's <laughs> lip sync was strong enough by Cher. A great choice, and I actually think Olivia did better in the lip sync personally. I think it was, Candy was the right person to go home, but I think Livia did a better lip lipstick.
2: Whenever you bring a bit of comedy into a lip sync, it always seems to go down well. And mm-hmm. um, Candy was making Rue and Michelle and all laugh. Um, and yeah. I think it's not, it's not often somebody who does that is then sent home. Do you know what I mean? And Candy, I think, with, you know, turning around and, um, you know, when the song was at that, bit your time to go or whatever it was and you yeah. have to say goodbye and stuff like, you know, when she was taking the piss out of Olivia, then, you know, it caused them laughs and it caused, you know, I think it's very hard when you just sat and laughed your head off at somebody doing a lip sync and enjoyed it. <laughs> it's hard to turn mm-hmm. around and say, well, All right, that no, was, that nice. was fucking great, but <laughs> shashay away. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> it's hard to do it. Like, so I, yeah. I, I think that's a winning point, you know, do, yeah, that's the one time to put on a good performance to be a good dancer, but it's the one time to be a bit of a comedy queen too, and yeah, make sure definitely. you're getting them laughs. Like, yeah, unless yeah. you can Vogue for your life and you're going to do <laughs> oh, no break, exactly break break gonna... dancing and headspins and death drops yeah. etc. Et yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Well, I, I I was surprised to see Olivia rocking the Ellie Diamond eight count. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the <laughs> trademarked but no i i think that you're right i think that the comedy aspects to the performance can like carry you through a lot and i think especially because candy is such like a bitch like that her character is so kind of fierce that her then like kind of letting her guard down a bit and being funny is somehow unexpected um and yeah i i i thought it was fairly even in terms of the the lip sync but i probably would have said that the candy was the more enjoyable person to watch, so yeah, I'd have given it to her.
1: Are you hashtag team Simone? Got Mick, Rose, Candy for the win this season?
2: I think for me it would be um, Candy, Rose, and Got Mick. As my top three, but I would probably I'd like to see Got Mick getting that. Like I think that came into the competition, didn't look confident. I I, I, I honestly think that even though she's came in to the competition to show, um, you know, that the trans people have a place in drag. I think initially coming in, she'd struggled with that there herself, you know, and then throughout the journey, the confidences went up and up and up, and it showed every week, you know, that her confidence is getting better, and it's nice to see, do you know what I mean? Like, somebody coming in, not full of themselves, not, you know, I'm here to win, not, not you know too sure of themselves and then growing and growing and growing. I think she's at a stage now where she's turning around and she's going, Alright, you know, I think that I actually could win that there, like, or could win the show and it'd be nice to see and I think it'd be good uh for the community and all the rest of it to to have her as a winner. So I'd like to see it. But I think Rose is a is a big contender for it too. And as much as I like Candy and Candy's had a lot of good weeks, I just it's just not winner material, you know, but I do like her, I do think she's a brilliant Queen. Um but she could be a, she could be another Lawrence Kearney, like you don't know.
0: That's true.
2: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Who out,
0: of, out of the long grass. I, I, I would I would be the same about Mick. I think that that when they came in there was a sense of a lack of confidence and I kind of worried that it was just like kind of like box ticking a bit by, by yeah, having yeah. by having that's her exactly, on. That's what I um, thought too and then in that first couple of weeks, I was a bit like, oh God. But then like, I suppose, as they seem to have discovered themselves throughout the competition and sort of gotten better or like recognized the, the comedy aspect of their performance ability and the, the, the like acting element to it. Like you're kind of, we're kind of watching this person discover talents they didn't even know that they had, which is really rewarding as a viewer. And then you're really kind of, you want to see that person do well. So I, I think... And it would be really strong and powerful for someone to come in and be like, "I'm here be- not because of any box ticking, but because I'm an absolutely deadly drag queen and I'm re- I've really like nailed all the challenges." So I, I think it would be it'd be great from every angle if Gottmik was to win and also does deserve to win.
1: If I out of the three of them, I probably most likely want to go to a Rose show, but I don't. I feel she hasn't been hitting the runways well enough. To be a winner in RuPaul's eyes, like I, like Rob the Drag Queen would be the last winner who's had sort of sketchy enough runways and still won. So I kind of feel it's between Simone and Got Um and I think I would probably prefer to go to a Simone show. To be honest, I don't know what it is. I just have more appeal to her. So mm-hmm. I, mm,
2: the, when you put it like that, like whose show would you want to go to the most? Then probably Got Mick wouldn't be the top of my list. Then like you know, yeah. like, who's, <laughs> who's the most deserving RuPaul? Winner got Mike, but like, if you're talking about putting bombs and seats in the show, well then, like, even Simone, somebody I didn't even think is top three there, like, would be a brilliant drag show to go and watch, like, yeah. and Rosie as happening. well, like, you know, would just be a good presenter and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we'll see how things flesh out for me over the next few days. But it, it is quite close for me. Like I think all three of them have different strengths and weaknesses in their different characters. So it'll be yeah. it'll be close enough. Mm. Well, Chris, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you? What do you have going on over the next few weeks? Um, check out my Instagram
2: uh, Bear Strong McNaughton and uh, our YouTube Bear Strong. Um, for me, over the next few weeks is just. Making YouTube videos and trying to get through this bloody lockdown, uh, which <laughs> hopefully we're coming at the other side of. I mean, you hopefully. guys are
1: doing better up there with your vaccine set than we are. So yeah, they, they like be sooner than for us. I
2: mm-hmm. think I'm in like the next next batch to get it, like you know. So You're hopefully all been well. Um, come May, May June, things will be.
1: I don't think I'm going to get my vaccine until it's going to be All-Stars 7. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Do you know what? I'm looking forward for the season to be finished.
0: Joe, you know, I think that you say that at the around this stage on every season at, at
1: this point. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just somebody who's always looking forward. You see, the it. thing is, I don't know what I'm looking forward to because I would have thought the next All Stars would have been announced at this point.
0: We still have like we still have two, two, three, week, three weeks of this. So I, I'm wondering then, does that mean there's a top three? So the top four is kind of where they anticipate the finale being because that has been what it has been the last while. But obviously. Oh, they better not. Oh, they better not. They better not do a fake... Do, like, a fake-out kind of no-one-goes-home-next-week. Oh, no. well,
1: no-one-will-go-home, but I think it, that's what they're expecting. That, like, I don't think they're going to say uh... anyone goes home. I right, know thank you for listening. We'll be back with you next week for the Queen's rendition of RuPaul's song, Lucky, which I've never we'll heard of. Yeah, but the sets look really cool. So that yeah, it's gonna be a fun, fun episode. Um, we'll find out...
0: Which girl cry, cry, cries in their lonely heart.
1: Baby. <laughs> Stay across our social media at Pod uh, for all the updates on the podcast. We'll have nice, some fun polls up there. And in the most obnoxiously influencer way we've got something really special coming that you will be really interested in yes uh, so keep your eyes out
0: there is something super exciting coming we just recorded it this morning and we're not going to say anything else no no
1: (laughs) until next Monday have a nice week
0: Bye. bye